Welcome to Enough with the Small Talk. I'm your host, Katie Lane. I'm your pain recovery coach and life coach, here to help you navigate this little thing we call living. Are you done with the surface level life? Over surface level conversations, you're craving that deep emotional support where you can bear your soul to someone who cares? That's me. I'm that person. I'm that best friend that everyone thinks is their therapist, you know, except I'm not a therapist, but that's okay. I'm here to emotionally support you, help you acknowledge and recognize the things that you've actually gone through, and to show you that what you feel is valid and that the key to moving forward and healing is understanding exactly who you are. So I can't wait to dive in. So if you are indecisive by nature, and if you're someone who you struggle with feeling like everything that you do just is never enough, this episode is going to hit home for you, no doubt in my mind. So I have like a pretty cute, fun, heartwarming, sad, but happy story that I want to share with you. And it happened while I was wedding dress shopping. And... So Eric and I are getting married next summer and it's been a long time coming. It's been something that has been on hold for many of you know that I've had this history with my back injury and if you're new here, I have had a history with severe back pain and injuries. So this is the first year that I feel like confident that next by next summer I'll be able to enjoy my wedding with minimal pain I don't expect it to be completely pain-free but at least I'll be able to stand and dance and do all the things so wedding dress shopping what a freaking whirlwind um I ended up going to three different places and I drive by this place Shout out to Leslie's Boutique in Dover, New Hampshire. I have driven by this bridal boutique for literally, they've only been there for five years. I thought it was much longer than that. But she told me their location's only been there for five years. So I've driven by it for five years, you guys. And she has this beautiful big bay window. It's like in this old, I don't know if the right term is like colonial home. But yeah. And... In this big bay window, there's wedding dresses just lined up and it's just beautiful. And that's what you see when you drive by. And I've always thought that that's where I want to go when the day comes where it's time to go wedding dress shopping. So we went there and I tried on eight dresses and on the seventh dress, she comes out and she says, I have one more dress, but I'm not sure if you're going to like it. I'm not sure if it's going to be too puffy for you, if it's really your vibe. And I was like, Danielle, I am, I will try anything on. Like, bring it out. Because A, it's so fun. I literally have never felt more beautiful in my life than trying on these wedding dresses. Like, I really thought, really thought that I was going to struggle to find dresses that felt flattering that I felt beautiful in that fit my body type in a way that I was comfortable and felt confident like I really was nervous going into this that just like 
that I was going to feel fat and that I was going to feel gross and that I was going to be so defeated and disappointed and not finding anything. And was I wrong? Like, like I said, you guys, I don't think I've ever felt more beautiful in my life than trying on these dresses. And so she pulls out this last dress and the skirt has like tulle, which I did not think I would be a fan of tulle. I won't explain my dress in case Eric listens to this episode because he is adamant about keeping this dress a secret for a year, which is very hard for me, but I'm determined to do it. So I see it and I'm like, oh, it looks, it looks beautiful. Like I see it on the hanger and I put it on and I walk out and I'm like, holy shit. You guys, this dress just fit me perfectly in every way that something can fit you. Like in all of my areas of my body that I feel insecure or self-conscious, the way that this dress fit those areas, my stomach, my like the little chub in between your shoulder and your boobs, like that little armpit chub, my back, like I really didn't want an open back long, like a, like a, um, you know, like a far why can't I think of the word? A back that opens low, a low, low open back. I didn't want, I didn't want my boobs to be like, I didn't want to have to worry about holding up my girls and being self-conscious and like feeling too exposed in front of like grandparents and parents, you know, like I wanted something that I felt beautiful in something that was like covered all the right areas to where I didn't have to think about the dress once I was in it and that I didn't have to keep adjusting. This dress, oh my gosh, so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love it, I tell her, it's in my price range. She even marked it down a little bit for me because she's a beautiful human. And I, I was completely honest with her, which this is huge for me. This is just proof of how far I've come, like personally, developmentally, because growth-wise, so for all my indecisive kind of indecisive people pleasing type humans listening you'll relate to this like old Katie would have felt pressured to go in and I would have felt bad to be like I I, I'm not gonna buy anything today like I'm just looking old Katie would have felt pressured to buy the dress like I would have made it personal and thought that I was going to hurt this person's feelings by just being honest right so I was able to very comfortably be honest and tell her that I you know I'm not committed I'm not committing myself to any dress today I absolutely love this dress I do feel I need to try on more and check out a few new other places just to be sure just to eliminate that sense of wonder because I could see myself saying yes to the dress then But like wondering if there was something out there better and then being disappointed, you know? So I went to two other places across a span of a couple weeks and I tried on about eight dresses at every location, if not more. So like 24 dresses and there were other dresses that I really loved, but just didn't check all my boxes and I would have had to send them out to be altered or certain things changed. And I just, again, was very proud of myself for being able to say to 
one of the women that was helping me at one of the shops, I was like, you know, I just don't have the confidence in this dress knowing that we're going to have to change something for it to be what I really want because God forbid it comes back. I pay all the money, the alterations and the changes are made and then I don't love it. Like I just want a dress that I put on and I love it and nothing has to be changed other than like my measurements, having it fit me. And the people were very understanding, but I was so proud of myself. And I even said to one woman out loud, I am huge. I tell a lot of my clients this, and a lot of my clients have found this to be extremely helpful to voice your anxiety, like voice what it is that you're worried about. Like, what's the thing holding you back from saying the truth? Or what's the thing holding you back from doing what you actually want to do? For me in this moment, I was wasting time trying on these dresses because I was prolonging the space between just saying, no, I know it's not the one because I felt bad. And I'm like, I was making it personal. The consultant didn't make these dresses. You know, they're not like her designs. It's not personal. Like she's there to help me find a dress that I love. Yet in my head, I'm instinctually like, oh yeah, it's beautiful. And it was like really hard for me to just be like, but it's not the one. And then finally I said, okay, I'm just out loud. I was like, I'm going to get better at just when I put it on and I know it's not the one. I'm just going to say it's not the one because I'm wasting our time. We only have a certain amount of time to try on as many dresses, right? And me being indecisive or me not wanting to hurt someone's feelings and making it more personal than it was, was taking time away from finding the dress. So I said that to her. And I said, and I said, I have to stop making this so personal. I said, I'm, I feel bad saying no. And she was like, honey, I don't make these dresses. You're okay. Like, I'm not taking it personal. I'm here to help you find your dress. So voicing it, A, what an amazing tension breaker, icebreaker, barrier breaker. It, in most cases, like when I do that, oftentimes the response I get on the other side is extremely positive and opens up the conversation more, you know? Like just by saying, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to make you upset or I'm afraid I'm going to piss you off. I'm thinking about like, you know, if you're trying to talk to your family and you're struggling, it's like try voicing what it is that you're actually nervous about before, you know, saying the thing. I find that extremely helpful. So then I get to this other dress shop. I try on a dress that like my posse, my clan that was with me, like family, friends, a lot of them really liked the dress and I really liked the dress, but I knew it was not, I didn't feel as comfortable in it, right? But me, I have a tendency to be easily swayed by other people's excitement or other people's opinions. And I have come really like far in my ability to still like kind of recenter myself and like, okay, what is, what is it though that like I really like or that I really want, right? <clears throat> and I was just feeling so torn about this dress compared to my original one that I put on at the first place. But I knew like I wasn't as comfortable it just didn't have that kind of like wow factor for me. And, but so many people loved it and I did love it. And there were a lot of things I really liked about it. 
and I go into the changing room and it's just me and the owner. So this is at a different bridal shop now. The owner of this bridal shop. And she says to me, she says, I'm not going to tell you my opinion because it's not for me, right? Like it's not my place to give you my opinion on which dress I like better because it's about you. It's about what you want and what you love what makes you feel comfortable and beautiful. And earlier in our appointment, she had asked me about our wedding and just we were talking and I had said to her, you know, what a big deal this really is for me because our wedding has been put off for so long and because of my back injury and I explained a little bit about it to her and uh, I said you know it's a big deal to eat like I I just before couldn't even stand long enough to fathom standing through a ceremony dancing at a reception like I just wouldn't there was a time where it wasn't even possible and then there was a time where it was possible but it would have been absolutely excruciating and who wants to be in excruciating pain at their wedding right so like this whole process of even getting to the point where I'm looking for my wedding dress was huge for me and you guys I go in after trying on all these dresses and now I feel torn which was my fear in going to more than one place in my indecisive nature <laughs> and she says to me Katie oh you guys it made me cry surprise surprise Katie cried she says Katie after she said you know I'm not going to give you my opinion it's not my place she says but I am going to tell you this she said you have worked so unbelievably hard to get to this point she said, you're walking in my shop on your own two feet. You're not in a wheelchair. You're not using a walker. You are in here standing on your own two feet. You have such a deeper appreciation for this experience, let alone your wedding, than many people can have based on what you've been through. And she said, what a big deal that you've made it this far and that it's your wedding day. And that you deserve to feel comfortable and to feel confident and to be happy. And you've worked so hard to get here. And it's about what you want and what you love. And she was like, and nobody else's opinion matters. Nobody. You've worked way too hard to come to this point to not go with the dress that you feel the best in in all aspects. And I just started crying because it was like, a, to have this complete stranger acknowledge like how far I had come hit me in the feels big time. And she was just so right, you know? And then I saw this quote on Instagram that says, may you never discredit how far you've come. This was like a few days later. And this was a few days after working with one of my clients. We had a really in-depth session and and it just, it, it made sense for what we had talked about with her life and situation and where she's at, what she's feeling. And it made so much sense for me in that moment with my dress shopping and like taking other people's opinions and having it kind of like get in my brain, which is so natural, right? Like it's not a bad thing, <laughs> you know? And I, it was awesome to have everyone there and to get all those different opinions. I just am easily kind of swayed when there's a lot of opinions or excitements and I know this about myself. So I, 
I always have to take the time. I need to give myself time. And this is why I was really proud of myself. In every dress shop I went to, I told them I'm not going to commit. I'm the type of person where like I need to try them all on and then go home and be with myself and stare at pictures and like figure out which one I really at the end of the day, like which one do I love, right? And so this quote was, may you never discredit how far you've come. And this goes for if you got a back injury, injury recovery, chronic pain, weight loss. I feel like that is like huge. Myself and many of my clients have either been on a weight loss journey, have felt like you've been on one your entire life, or you are like lasered in focus on one right now. And or healing, emotional healing, whatever it is that you've been like working towards recovery, if like Whatever that looks like, mental wellness, physical wellness, just like a deeper sense of contentment within yourself, whatever it is that you've been working towards, may you never discredit how far you've come in your business, your income level, you know, and we all do this and then we get stuck in this trap of just like it's never enough, it's never enough, it's never enough. May you never discredit how far you've actually come. And so often, you know, we're working towards the thing. But we don't allow ourselves to acknowledge the accomplishment within how far we've come. We don't give ourselves time to, like bask in the fruits of our labors like why are you doing it right when you've made progress it opens a door like every little notch of progress we make opens a door for us to experience life that much better when we discredit how far we've come we keep all those doors locked at every kind of checkpoint of progress you're basically locking all the doors and you're focused on that last door right And the thing that really hits home for me that sucks is when we do that, we miss out on the sweetest parts of the whole journey because we're so laser focused on that end result, right? And it's like, we need to be able to stop and be self-aware enough and to be able to cancel out the noise and the opinions and the shit we see online, like, and be able to just take in and actually credit ourselves for how far we've actually come and how much progress we've actually made and to enjoy what that progress means. Like, what does that progress mean in your life, you know? And are you taking full advantage of that progress? The comparison trap is one will never win, you know? And this is where like social media can really be a tricky, tricky piece of the puzzle because you can be feeling so good, you could be riding high, you're crediting yourself for how far you've come, you're acknowledging your progress, and then you open up Instagram and boom, you see something that in an 
instant discredits a, it like you discredit by looking at that you then in that moment start to discredit yourself and how far you've come how many of you do this hmm? taking a sip of my coffee <clears throat> does this happen to you like I want you <clears throat> if you're in your car wherever you are listen to this <clears throat> I want you to say yep I do that or no you know I don't own it though one way or the other do you do that likely you do <laughs> right it's it's not um it's very normal it's very common but the way around this right and this is this is the kind of thing with any sort of like emotional healing or inner development personal development however you want to phrase it it can be tricky because it's not always like a tangible thing does that make sense right like People might say, you know, you have to work on your relationship with yourself. And it's like, but how? Like, how? Like, what do I actually do? My biggest thing, you guys, <clears throat> is with the self-awareness, it's practice. A lot of becoming, like, more confident, becoming more sure of yourself, becoming more of who you actually are, becoming, you know, more, like, self-compassionate. Becoming someone who advocates for themselves. Becoming someone who doesn't let people walk all over them. Like these things we aspire to be. The way to do it is practice. Like like me in that dress shop. Instead of just the whole time pussyfooting around basically. Because I was too nervous to say no I don't like this dress. Me practicing being more self-assured and being more confident and being more of kind of like a self-advocate was me being like, oh, you know, voicing exactly how I felt and saying I feel bad saying no and just opening up the conversation. For me, it's that practice of like practicing actually saying no, you know, and whatever I need to do in that moment to say, you know, I actually, this is how I feel. It's actually, but in order to practice it, we have to have, which if you're listening to my podcast, you're already a self-aware human. I only attract people who have some great level of self-awareness. And then with the type of work you're doing with yourself or the work we're doing together, or even just listening to what I'm putting out there, like you're working on deepening that level of self-awareness and that's the key right like in order to be able to practice becoming more confident or practice doing these things you have to have the self-awareness in the moment to acknowledge oh shit this is one of those opportunities for me to step up for myself and practice the uncomfortable thing to be more of the person that I know I am and want to be but you got to acknowledge the opportunity I knew in that moment this is an opportunity for me right and I did it. It wasn't perfect. And did it take? No. But did, and did it take me trying on like five dresses at the store and wasting a bit of time? Yeah, that's okay though. You know? It's like you got to allow yourself a little bit of courage, a little bit of time, and voicing it right out loud, you know? And so I just... It can be so helpful to have someone else acknowledge how far we've come, right? 
And I think that's why, like, I love doing what I do. And I know a lot of you guys love working with me because we're able to, like, look at your life and your story and your, just what you're doing. We're able to really, really dive into it and appreciate it. <clears throat> and it can be easier to appreciate things when someone else acknowledges it with you. But, like, there's not always someone to do that, right? We don't always have that in our life. And I think that's what can be really hard when we hear certain things or certain people say certain shit to us or we see stuff online is it's like in that moment, it's like we let that other person or that, that post or that thing kind of take over us. And we lose that level of like self-assuredness where we're able to appreciate our own self. You know, and it's just like, I want to remind you today to sit back and acknowledge <clears throat> how far you have come. You know, like I think of my life and I think of our life doesn't stop. I mean, until we die, right? Like, okay, my Katie brain's going deep here for a second. Life just keeps happening, right? So despite all the things, good, bad, ugly, the accomplishments, the heartbreak, the loss, like the, the positive things we experience and the negative things we experience, life just keeps on trucking. And <clears throat> it is up to us what to do within that time, right? Like other people aren't necessarily going to acknowledge how far you've come. So it's up to you in the day to day and as life keeps on going to stop and intentionally take that moment in time with yourself to acknowledge it. <clears throat> Especially if you know that it's going to help you get to where you want to be. Like if that's if, if it it's going to help you live the life that you want and deserve and be present in like your life is your life, you know? Someone else might do it differently. You may be doing it differently. And I always come back to this. Just because you're doing it differently doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Like you need to be the person that can acknowledge what you're doing and that it is good enough and that you are proud of yourself. And that being able to acknowledge that your journey and your path is different, which means it's not going to look the same, which means success for you and success for me might not look the same, but my success doesn't take away from yours and yours doesn't take away from mine, <clears throat> right? My success doesn't take away from hers and her success doesn't take away from mine. And it, it's so easy to question how and what we're doing when we see other people doing something a different way and getting the result that we want, But it's like asking yourself, am I where I wanted to work towards? Like where I am right now, is this, was this part of the goal? Like, is this a checkpoint? <clears throat> and that's a massive accomplishment and a massive success. And it means you're doing it right for you. It doesn't matter how everybody else is doing it. If you're still on board getting to where you want to go, and able to do the things you wanted to do, 
doesn't matter how you got there if it's what's working for you. And like, this is what we have to remind ourselves. And this is where it's listening to ourselves, listening to our body, if it's physical, if it's, you know, pain related or weight related, if it's more mindfulness related, like mental, emotional, it's tuning into what your mind, body, heart, soul, all these things. We have all these little messenger systems in our body, right? We have our mind. <clears throat> we have our heart. You know when you experience something, you feel it more in your mind. Or you experience something and you literally feel it more in your heart. Or you feel it in your gut. Or you feel it, right? Like we have all these little messenger systems. And it's learning and spending time and learning is just practicing listening to them because your mind will will like tell you notify you <laughs> if this isn't right for me or this is right for me even if it contradicts how someone else might be doing something your heart is going to signal to you if something is right for you or not your gut is going to signal to you we're all different in which kind of systems are like the leader, I feel like. Some people are more mind-driven, some people are more heart-driven, and some people are more gut-driven. What type of person are you? Right? And the mind is the tricky part because the mind is what plays tricks on us. So it's kind of separating the, the logical mental from the emotional feeling brain. Does that make sense? Right? Because you can logically think your way which is what happens to a lot of us like we look at something and then we think oh well if they got results doing it this way then I must be doing it wrong but then your emotional side can be like but Katie this feels right for me like this feels right I know this is what's right for me I'm making progress I feel good when I do this I feel happy when I do this I feel fulfilled I feel strong I feel healthy okay so logical brain piss off, right? <laughs> and so it's being able to practice tuning in to your mind, your heart, your body, your gut, all these different things and understand that your inner messaging systems are your biggest like partner in life in a sense, for you to be able to live the life that you truly want. And those messaging systems are more important. Being able to tune into what they're saying to you and being able to decipher what that means for you is more important than spending time watching what other people are doing and scrolling through Instagram to find the answers and scrolling through your phone and watching how other people are doing it and assessing how other people are doing it and constantly changing what you're doing because someone else is doing it differently. Like, ooh, you're like contradicting yourself. You're resisting what your body is telling you, what your mind is telling you, what your heart is telling you, what your gut is telling you, what your soul is telling you. And being able to listen to those messaging systems within you is one of the best and most effective and one of the best uses of our time if we're trying to focus on some sort of healing, some sort of life fulfillment, some sort of like contentment 
in life. Because at the end of the day, it's your mind and your emotions and your heart and your gut and the feelings that we feel and the sensations that are in there. That's what dictates whether we feel at ease, content, fulfilled, frustrated, pissed off, jealous, envious. It's those messaging systems that are what determine how we're feeling, right? So if we're constantly resisting what they're telling us, because logically maybe something else is making sense or whatever, it's like you're constantly fighting yourself. You're going against the current. You're going against the tide in the ocean. Like, good luck swimming to the island if you're constantly resisting the path that is kind of illuminating itself to you, within you, you know? Is all of this making sense? <clears throat> so... It's wonderful to have other people acknowledge your story, your life, your struggle, your pain, your accomplishments, how far you've come. I do think that's important to surround yourself with people who do do that. <clears throat> right? It's hard. It can be really hard to find friends or family to do that, which is a big part of why I do what I do because I know a lot of people need that person because I needed that person. And I know how effective it can be and how positive, genuinely, it can be for others to feel that. But we also need to focus on being able to be that person for ourselves. Because if we're constantly relying on other people to kind of make us feel good enough, we're never truly going to feel good enough because the reason we're relying on other people to make us feel that way is because at our core, we don't, you know? So being able to surround yourself with people, but more importantly, focusing on being able to take that intentional time and work on acknowledging these things within yourself is huge. Really trying to to focus on tuning into these messaging systems. I just kind of came up with this phrase, but it's that's so it's so accurate. Being able to tune into these messaging systems within ourselves, mind, emotions, your body, physical sensations, your gut, like your intuition, that gut feeling, your heart, your soul. You you'll resonate with different you kind of know which one is the leader in the pack for you. If you're someone where you always get gut feelings or you're someone where like, like I literally will feel my heart like burn. Burn, warm, or it will race. Like I know when something's not good, my heart races. My heart pulsates in my entire body. I also very much am gut, gut driven, gut feeling. And I'm also very much emotionally led. And I am a very logical person too. So I feel like I, <clears throat> you know, we're complex beings, right? I've had to focus on all of these if I really think about it. It depends on the situation of which kind of signal is, is leading and, and is most clear to me, you know? So it's just knowing though that you have these different little messengers within you, these little signalers 
within you. I don't even think that's a word. And rather than like looking to other people, try looking at those in situations, right? So I guess these are kind of my three things today. And if I had to order them, I think it would be focusing and tuning into these messaging systems within yourself because that really complements the taking the time to acknowledge and credit, give yourself credit for how far you have come in all of your endeavors and whatever it is that you're working towards. Those two really kind of go hand in hand. And then it really is finding people that also acknowledge how far you've come. And it doesn't mean that they need to 24-7, right? Like, it doesn't mean that their life's purpose is to, like, reassure you of your life. But I think of, like, my best friend Jess. And every now and then, she'll take moments where, like, <clears throat> she'll say to me, like, I'm just really, pr- I, j- I can remember the two times she said it to me in, like, the last two years. And honestly, her saying it that seldom is enough for me. You have to decide what's enough for you. But like, because I know she's expressed it to me genuinely to where I know that she's proud of me. And I know that she acknowledges how far I've come. And like, she's told me just how proud of me she is through what I've went through with my back and losing my job and building what I've built online. And like, that to me was a very grounding moment for myself. Like her doing that allowed me to stop and acknowledge myself and how far I've come, right? And little things, you know, like when we're out at our my dress shopping, her just being like, can you believe you're doing this? And it's just these little indications that she gives me that I know she like knows the weight of what I've gone through. And we need a few people in our life that get it. We really, really do. And those are like my three bullet points, I guess, for today. And just that quote, like, may you, may you, may you never discredit how far you've actually come. So this feels like a good place to wrap this up. I hope this made you think, I hope this hit you right in, whether it was the mind, the gut, the heart, whatever it was, you were like, ooh, Katie Wade is speaking to me, (laughs) right? And I love you guys. And take a minute now and just think about like why you're doing what you're doing. What are you even working towards? Why are you working towards it? And look at how far you've come. Like how far you've come is why you've been doing this. Give yourself the time and the space to soak up what you're capable of now because of how far you've come. Take advantage of your efforts take advantage of the fruits of your labors like don't get so caught up in chasing that end result chasing that high chasing 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 and that it's never never good enough stop and smell the freaking roses I guess is the simplest way to do it right and like me on Monday going to water country prime example am I where I want to be physically no do I feel in my own mind, gut, soul, and heart, that I am on the path? Yes. Is my back pain journey and healing journey a lot longer than a lot of people's? Sure is. Is it different than a lot of people? Absolutely. 
But I finally am at a place where I feel confident that it's my path. It's my journey. I'm forging my own path to healing. And you best damn believe I'm going to stop throughout this and take advantage of the progress that I've made because I worked my fucking ass off to get here. Just like you've worked your ass off to get to where you are. So do something with it. Do something with it. What are you capable of now that you weren't capable of then? Even if you're not where you want to be, but go take that level of capability and do something that's going to fill you up. Because what the hell is the point, right? And I say this with brutal honesty. You might die before you get to your end result. That sounds harsh and extreme, but it's really not. That is just like straight up truth. You might die before you get to the end result. So what is it that you want to do between now and the end result? And stop waiting. Just do it and enjoy it and live your life. Live your life, your path, your journey, despite other people's success, despite other people's path, and other people's journey. Live your life. And as always... Take care of yourself.